Welcome to the Breathing God podcast. I'm your host, Gretchen Rodriguez. Oh my goodness, you guys. I know that God has something amazing for you. Today is going to be a time of um, transformation. I really, truly believe that you are about to have a huge breakthrough in the way you think, in your understanding of how much God wants you to live in peace. And I'm going to be completely honest with you. I have tried recording this podcast probably 10 or 11 times now. And yeah, just having a difficult time. And it honestly just makes me excited because I know that even though there is opposition to this, it's only because of how much God is on it. He wants you to receive another level in your um, lifestyle of peace. He's extending an invitation to you today for those of you who have been crying out, for those of you who have felt stuck, for those of you who are like, I'm having trouble hearing God, I'm having trouble staying in peace, I'm bouncing around. I am telling you, today is a day for breakthrough. So Snuggle in to the presence of God right now. Let go of all the distractions. And if you start feeling um, any pressure as you're listening to this, pause it. That's the wonderful thing about this. Pause it. Center back into the presence of God and just simply say, you can whisper his name or you can just say, Holy Spirit, help me to just focus back on you. Take a deep breath and dive back in because today is going to be a moment for you to connect with the Lord through what he is going to share through me. Okay, so let's start out with Isaiah 26.3. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts you. So obviously, we're talking about our minds today. We're talking about our thoughts. We're talking about our desire for peace and how over and over and over again in scripture, he tells us how to get it. And I want to remind you that Jesus is the Prince of Peace. So as we tuck ourselves into him, into the one who is peace, we receive peace. And how do we do that? Let's take it to Colossians 3, verses 2 and 3. Set your mind on things above, not on things of the earth. For you died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. I want to remind you today that you are hidden in God. You are in him, in him, Acts 17, 28, in him, we live and move and have our being. This is not something you have to strive to get. It is yours. It is the gift of God. It is what happened the moment you received Jesus as your savior. He came, 
to make his home inside of you. And you have made your home inside of him. He has, he has made your home inside of him and him inside of you because we're one. It isn't a separate life that we, that we, um, oh, how can I say that? We aren't separate from God. We don't live in his spirit when we are aware of it. We are alive in him and he is alive in us at all times. For you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. It is a fact. It it is a truth. But we don't always live with our mind on spiritual truths. Romans 8, 5 and 6 says, For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. The place that we lose our peace is when we live with our minds set on all of this stuff that's happening to us, all of this stuff that's happening around us, all of the cares, all of the concerns, all of the worries. When we focus on that, when we become consumed with that, the Bible says it's death. Now, that doesn't mean, you know, you're going to die and go to heaven tomorrow. It means that you are not living in the joy and the peace and the provision and the wisdom and the courage. You are not living in your full potential in the power and the anointing. You are not living in all of the things that God created for you to be and to experience when you're focused on the things of this world. And let's be completely honest here. Most of us bounce around. We are not most of us so spiritually minded that we are always experiencing the blessing of life and peace the way that God has ordained it. We bounce around. But it isn't his desire for us to bounce around. And I believe today he is taking all of us, myself included, into a new experience of a continual um, stability where we're not always bouncing around. And I've noticed over the years that the more I, you know, especially in your good days, the more I'm focused on the Lord, the more I'm thinking about the Lord, the more I'm meditating on scripture and just quietly aware of his presence within me, the more, the, the easier it is to return to the place of peace when I do get distracted. So yes, it's something that we practice. Yes, it's something that we make sure we're aware of, but it isn't a religious work. It isn't a striving. It is who you already are. You are already a spiritual person. You have a spirit. You are alive. You are filled with Christ. You are perfect in every way because that is how he created you. And 
So it isn't a striving. It is just becoming aware of who you are and who he is in you. And, you know, 1 Corinthians 2.14, the natural man doesn't receive the things of the Spirit of God because they're foolishness to him, nor can he know them because they're spiritually discerned. It's hard to grasp the things of the Spirit with your mind. That doesn't mean that God doesn't speak to our minds. It doesn't mean that he won't instruct us, right? But it means it has to be... um, The spiritual things of God come to our spirit. And as we live in a way where we're tuned into our spirit, that's when we receive all that he has for us. Whether it's provision, whether it's wisdom, whether it's peace, we get these things by setting our minds on him. Setting our minds, as we just read Colossians 3, 3, uh, 3, 2, setting our minds on things above. All right, so let me, let's, let's get real. Let's get down to nitty gritty right now. I know that we live in a way where we are bouncing around sometimes. But I'm telling you so strongly in my spirit, I know that this life of perfect peace is the invitation for you today. That doesn't mean that you're ignoring what's painful or unpleasant. But it's about not allowing the negative things to rule your thinking. Because if we give negativity a right to do that, they're going to affect the thoughts of negativity, negativity itself, the lies of the enemy, the stress of the enemy that he puts on us, whether it's physical symptoms, whether it's problems in a marriage, problems in finances, whether it's, um, you know, just the way the world is, it, it could be anything, your relationships, your health, anything. It's going to affect our lives. I I know that most of you know this, but I am telling you what, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. If you are constantly focused on what is wrong, you are going to reap, you're going to reap what you sow. If you are constantly living in a stressed out state, you're going to, you're going to start to feel it in your body. And many of you know exactly what I'm talking about. But that is not God's will for us. It is not God's will. You know, somebody somebody said something to me this past week where they felt like I wasn't um how can I how can I say this? Basically, somebody said something to me this week where when I said I'm gonna focus on that, talking about something good, that they almost got offended. As in, I was going to brush aside all of the negative things that they're going through because I can't handle it. And, And I don't think that when we 
when we choose to meditate on things above, it isn't, it isn't that we are dismissing them or pushing them down. And I, I want you to hear what I'm saying here. Do not push down your emotions. Do not ignore what you're going through. It's not healthy to ignore things and to push things down. That's not what the Lord means when he says, set your mind on things above, not on things of the earth. He's not saying ignore them. We have a relationship with him. This is not a ritualistic God who, who just gives us a bunch of instructions. We have a relationship with him. And that more than anything is what changes our life changes our thoughts. So yeah, if you're going through something, please cry, vent, hit the pillow, scream, do whatever you have to, but bring every care to him and then invite him into your emotion, your pain, your thoughts, your fears, because perfect love will cast out fear right? 2 Timothy 1, 7, God hasn't given us a spirit of fear. He's given us a spirit a power and love and a sound mind. Fear causes you to lose your peace. Fear is not who God is. God is love. And he wants us to live in the awareness of his love. And as we live in the awareness of his love, Inviting his promises, inviting his wisdom, inviting his leadership, inviting him to process, inviting him into everything we're going through. We change. You see, that scripture that we started with, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts you. It is such a key part. The very last three words he trusts you. You can't trust somebody if you don't know they love you and that they have your best interest at heart. It is easy to trust the Lord when we truly believe that he loves us. And this is where everything changes. When you fully believe that he loves you, fully believes that he loves you. It is easy to continually turn your thoughts back to him. Yes, this is what's happening. Yes, I'm noticing my thoughts are getting distracted. Yes, I'm starting to lose my peace. I've noticed for the past hour, I've been thinking on and off about this situation or this person. And then you go, you know what, Lord, I love you. And I know you love me, but I need your, I need your help. I need your grace. Help me to refocus. See, that's the beauty of this relationship with him, guys. We can be honest and we can say, I am, I want to know you. I want to feel your presence, Lord. And so I am opening my heart back to you. And I'm going to guard my heart. I'm going to guard it by simply turning to you. Um, I love Proverbs 4.23 in the Passion Translation. It says, so above all, guard 
the affections of your heart for they affect all that you are. Pay attention to the welfare of your innermost being for from there flows a wellspring of life. I love that. We guard the affections of our heart. We guard it. I am guarding my peace. I am guarding my thoughts. I am guarding myself. Very much so. Especially over these last few months. Because I know that if I can... And, and let, me, let me back up. How am I guarding it? I am not, and sometimes I do, but I'm not living in a way where I'm like, no, I command that thought to go. I'm not going to listen to that thought. Back off. Do I do that? Oh yeah, I absolutely do that. But a lot of times the way I guard the affection of my heart is like the second part of this um, scripture says, I pay attention to the welfare of my innermost being. In other words, when I see I'm being drawn out of peace, I just very quietly take a step back. Sometimes I'll just, I mean, if you're, if you're somewhere and you're in public or you're at work and you're not at home, go to the bathroom, take, close your eyes in the stall, take some deep breaths or step outside or do whatever you have to. I'll take some slow breaths. Lord, I choose to set my heart on you. I'm feeling concerned about this situation, but you've already spoken to me and you've already told me that you're with me, that you won't leave me, that you're taking care of this. And then I just let it go. Lord, I invite you into these thoughts. You are the Lord of every thought. And I am concerned but I give that concern to you because I know you love me and I know you love this person that's on my heart. And I guard the affections of my heart that way. And then I quietly, I just stop praying and I just meditate on his love or I will pull a scripture and I'll meditate on that scripture. It is so important. You guys get the word in you. You know, I, I grew up in a word of faith church way back many years ago, 30 years ago. I'm so grateful for it because it, it taught me the importance of having the word as my um, foundation, but it also really kind of, it was more of a religious duty for me to memorize scripture. Now, um, scripture is is a beautiful way of connecting with the Lord and being reminded of his truth. And as I meditate on it, it becomes life inside of us. It, as, as we meditate on his word, it becomes life inside of us. And when we're going through things, we can remind ourselves of those scriptures. And let me just tell you, I think I've probably said this before, but using the word is not a magic potion. It's not a magic potion. Just because you say it doesn't mean you believe it. Meditate on it. You know, I, I was having a conversation one day with somebody and and they were like, yeah, I just told myself over and over, no, over and over, I'll say, 
Um, he gives his beloved sweet sleep. He gives his beloved sweet sleep. And they were trying to roar with that scripture, but it was almost more of a, I'm trying to convince myself because I don't actually believe it. And I asked that person, I said, is that the scripture that he gave you during this time? Because they were dealing with some sleep issues and had told me that the Lord had given them scriptures. And I said, is that one of the scriptures that he gave you? And, and this person said, well, no, that's not one of them. I just, you know, I, I'll meditate on that one or do warfare with that one because I know that that's a scripture that he, that, you know, about sleep. And so then I asked that person, well, what is a scripture that he has been speaking to your heart? And it was a scripture that really had more to do with peace than it had to do with sleep. And they told me the scripture and I said, does that, how does that feel when you think about that scripture? Does it, when you quietly ponder that scripture in your heart, how does it feel? And that person said, it makes me feel at peace. And I said, then that is the scripture when you wake up in the middle of the night and you can't sleep. That's the scripture I want you to ponder in your heart. And you don't have to shout it. You don't have to, you just have to embrace it with your heart because that's the truth. That is the scripture that is life for you in that moment. And so I'm telling you guys that story because it's truth for you right now. Grabbing a scripture, you know, I, I, I was saying how we need to ponder scripture, meditate on scripture. It isn't so that we can wave it around like a magic formula, magic potion. It is because we need to ponder these things in our heart. We need to pay attention to what we're thinking about and, and we need to connect with the life of scripture. So when you trust the Lord, when you fully believe that he loves you, it's so much easier to keep your mind set on him. So one of the ways that I want to encourage you, if you're struggling with this, if you're saying, I know he loves me, but I just am really having a hard time. Grab your Bible, grab your computer, whatever. And begin to study out scriptures on love, on his love for you, on how he speaks to you. You know, Song of Songs is such a beautiful, especially in the Passion Translation, such a beautiful book of the Bible to ponder and meditate. Um, the more we know how much he loves us, the more we want to spend time with him, and the more the the more we trust him the easier it is to turn into his presence within us because we are drawn to love. And Hosea, um, oh, what is it? Hosea eleven fourteen says that he draws us with cords of love. And Jesus told us, love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength, right? This love connection is what changes us. It is easy to keep your mind stayed on him when you know he loves you. You know, one of my daughters, she, when she's going through something, 
I'm one of the first people, you know, actually, I'll just say I'm probably the first person that she reaches out to. Do you know why? Because she knows I love her. She knows that no matter what she's going through, I'm not going to judge her. I'm not going to condemn her. And even if I correct her, it's always going to be in love. Now, I'm not saying she should come to me first. I'm just saying you go to the person you trust, to the person you love. And that person needs to be Jesus. That, that the one we go to needs to be him. First and foremost, and we will do that when we believe that he loves us more than anyone else. So that also means um, that we have to develop our spiritual hearing. We have to spend time, you know, be still and know that I am God, right? He wants to, um, like Psalm uh, 32, 8, I believe it is. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will guide you with my eye. As we gaze on him, as we set our attention and our affection on him, and we develop our spiritual hearing by listening, going in and have quiet listening prayer where you are just open and quiet, you are still and experiencing his presence, this, this practice changes us. And it begins to create a new level of normal in our lives where we are experiencing peace more frequently because when you are in the presence of God, you will have peace. So if you're not experiencing times of his presence, if you're, if you're not practicing, I should say, times of his presence in your quiet set apart time, but also throughout the day, then I encourage you to do that. So when, you know, I believe with all of my heart, mornings are crucial, crucial to spend time with him. However much time you can. I'm not going to criticize. I don't want anybody to feel ashamed, but this is a, a way that our peace changes throughout the, uh, or how I can say, starting your day with the Lord helps you to stay in the awareness of his presence and it makes it easier to return to the awareness of his presence. So you're not bouncing around so much. And that means that during the day, you know, let me, let me say this. We've grown so accustomed to grabbing our cell phones. Um, we've become dependent on our phones. We're always looking to connect with somebody. And, and really, I mean, the way we're connecting with people online is fine, but it's whatever. I won't even get into that. My point is, during the day, God wants us to set aside more time throughout the day to be still and know. We get stuck in our heads, even though he wants to speak to our hearts, but we're stuck in our heads. So we have a moment of quiet. What do we do? We grab our phone. We have a moment of quiet. We check social media. We'll text somebody. We have a couple hours. What do we do? We turn on the TV. So in order to cultivate stillness in the depths of our soul, he wants us to tune into our hearts instead of being so tuned into our heads 
And one of the ways to do that, one of the ways to quiet your mind is to not pick up your phone, is to not go searching online for anything, is to step away from TV. And, and I'm going to um, just tell you, hopefully those of you who are listening, you'll listen to this before the 7th of July, but on the 7th, 8th, and 9th of July, we are taking three days where we are fasting social media, we are fasting TV, we are fasting movies, we are fasting distractions, electrical distractions, put it that electrical, is that electronic distractions, so that we can cultivate stillness and that we could tune into his presence and into his peace. Um, and so we're doing that on the 7th, 8th, and 9th of July. I am actually going to create a private Facebook group for this. I am not going to put videos out on this particular, for this particular fast on my, on my, um, Instagram or my Facebook pages, I will create a private Facebook page. If you don't have Facebook and you are interested, the only other thing I can think of is to maybe send it, send the videos to you through WhatsApp. Um, but that's going to mean me messaging people individually, and that's going to take a lot of time. So send me an email through my website, GretchenRodriguez.com. If you're interested in doing this, um, the only thing I ask is that you, uh, grab a copy of the encounter, my fasting devotional, because that is the platform we're going to use. And yeah, you will have to go on social media to connect, <laughs> but you actually don't, if you want to do this and you're like, yep, I'm going to do it. And I don't even want to listen to her teaching. Then cool. Don't do that either. Just, just do the fast. Um, but we are also going to be fasting, even teachings and things like that, because I want us to get into the habit of going to the Lord to hear from him before going to anybody else. So sorry, this has been such a long one today. I hope you got something out of it. And uh, hey, feel free to shoot me an email and let me know if you did get anything out of it. All right. Big hugs. Love you guys. This is Gretchen Rodriguez. Thank you for joining me. If this podcast has been a blessing, please consider subscribing, leaving a review, and sharing. If you'd like, you can also sew into this ministry. If you dream of writing a devotional, consider my e-course, Exhale. At this time, I've written and co-authored 10 devotionals, most of them landing on Amazon's bestsellers list, and I am so excited to share what I've learned about writing devotionals with you. You can find a free lesson on my website, you can sign up for my bi-weekly encouraging emails or discover some other goodies, sew into the ministry. All of that can be done on GretchenRodriguez.com. <laughs>